Go in your Bible to the book of Psalms. We're going to wrap this up today. And I know that there were six different articles of, of we could say, clothing, but we're just, uh, this is sermon number three. We're going to wrap this up and go to the book of Psalms, 133. Now, where we found this at initially was Exodus chapter 28, where God talks about the garments of the high priest, but... Uh, we want to kind of shift gears. We're still on the garment, but we want to look at one of the articles in particular and see what that means for us today. We ask you all to uh, uh, set up straight. Don't be lovey-dovey on other people. No. Unless you got a license to do that. And even if you got a license, you do that at home. <laughs> set up straight. Listen to me. Listen to what the preacher says. Don't be rebellious. Here we go. Psalms 133. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirt of his garments as the dew of Hermon and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. And in verse 2, when it talks about them anointing him, and it's upon his head, and from there upon his beard, and from there upon the garments, it's the garments that we're looking at is what the Bible is referring to. And in the very last of that, for there, where? Where there's unity. For there the Lord commands the blessing, even life forevermore. When people can get together, the job can get done. But when there's isms and schisms and fighting, it makes the job doubly difficult to get done. So thank God when everybody is working and pulling together. We want to look today at the unity of the Spirit. Father, we ask and pray for your anointing upon this uh, re remainder of this sermon, remainder of this message, remainder of this service, and we're believing, God, that people are going to be one to you this day. People are going to be uh, strengthened and encouraged in their faith, and Lord, they're even going to learn something today. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, what we have already seen is in the garments, we've seen the miter, which was what he wore upon his head, and it had holiness unto the Lord. Then after that, there was the ephod that he wore. And then on top of the ephod was the breastplate. It's really what we're going to look at today is the breastplate. And then there was the blue robe of ministry. And this spoke of authority. And just throw out a little trivia question here. Remember, blue speaks of authority. Do you know around the world what color cops' uniforms are? Blue. The men and women in blue speaks of authority. It speaks of something over your head, as in over you, as in looking up to the sky and seeing blue. It speaks of authority. Next, what we've looked at is the white tunic and that shows his righteousness, the righteousness of God. And then 
Last week, we looked at the belt that holds all of it together, but today we're going to focus on the breastplate. Let's work together. Unity, and if my kids were here this day, they would say it with me and do the hand motions with me. Unity is you and I tie. Let's do it together. <laughs> you and I tie. That's unity. Lucy and Linus in the peanut comic strips, uh, Lucy got mad at Linus over something and she doubled up her fist and kaboom and knocked Linus down. And Linus, it shows him laying on the ground and he's looking at his hand and he's going like this. If only I could get you five together, what could I do? <laughs> Unity. It's a wonderful thing. Unity. In America, in America's churches, the least little thing will get people ticked off and will leave the church. You know what it shows? Lack of unity. It shows lack of loyalty. And on the breastplate, what we're going to look at today, this whole thing with the ephod, and then on the shoulders was the names of six of the tribes. On the other shoulder was the name of the other six of the tribes. And it showed how the high priest carried the people of Israel on his shoulders. And let me make just a little bitty point here. And I'm not mounting my pity pot, and I'm not getting a sad sack here, but I do want to get things straight. How many of you are busy? Busy? I want you to know this. Every time, and I'm just, I'm just getting the facts out here, as I see it here, as it applies to me, I will not and cannot as much as I would like to. There's no way possible that I can go to everything I get invited to go to. Let me illustrate it by giving you a number. Let's say you've got four in your family and you've got everything that you've got to do and things you've got to go to. Now I want you to add on that four, I want you to add 1,196 other people onto that four. But as well as I possibly can, I will try to carry this church just like, the, just like the high priest did in the Old Testament upon my shoulders and do what I can, but I'm going to fall woefully short in that, and I want you to know that up front. Now, this was their birthing order right up here. Right here was something else. This was ministry order that was over his heart. I need the great high priest to come on in right now if he is ready. On the heart was the ministry. I 
Man, we had him mic'd up the other times, and he didn't even need that, did he? He's not even got a mic on him, and you can hear that real good. I'm right over here, high priest. What we're going to look at today is right here. This, these were, right, as I've already said, birth order on his shoulders. Here was ministry order on how that they would go out in ministry. Matter of fact, when the Ark of the Covenant would move, how it was represented here upon the breastplate was how the tribes moved out after the Ark. And how many would venture a guess what the very first one, what the name of that tribe was? Judah. Who said that real big and loud? That was good. Judah. Judah went first. Judah meant praise. Judah, Essachar, and Zebulun. Judah is praise, Issachar is reward, and this one, Zebulun, is dwelling. Now, if you add all that together, what God was saying, as you praise me, I will reward you with my dwelling. Each one of them, God is preaching a message to the church of us today and to ancient Israel. Now, on the next line, we have got Reuben, Simeon, and Gad. Reuben is seeing, Simeon is hearing, and Gad is a troop. God is saying, look on me, hear my word, and I will make you a great army. Each one of these was something in particular, and when you, when you put these three together, it preached a sermon. Now, the next one, Ephraim, Manasseh, and also Benjamin, forgive forget, and the son of my right hand. God is saying, if you are willing to forgive and forget, I will give you a place of authority. Don't hold on to everything that's ever been done wrong to you. It'll bring you down. It'll bring you down. God will never be able to use you like he wants to use you if you're always holding on to something. You don't know what he did to me. <laughs> You'll never be used of God. Never be used of God. Never be used of God. The next one, Dan, Asher, Naphtali. Dan is wise judgment. Asher is happy, and Naphtali is wrestling. God says, I'll make you, if you will make wise decisions, I'll make you happy, and you can win the battle. Now, here's where this one begins with what? What was the first one? Praise. Praise, Judah. What was the last one? Wrestling. Here's what I was thinking this week. God, when's ministry ever going to get any easier? I don't think it ever will. The idea that I'm going to finally get to a place where I can coast, I can already see it's never going to happen. Never going to happen. And the moment it would happen, I would start regressing back instead of moving forward. It begins with praise. It ends with wrestling. The very first words out of Paul the Apostle's mouth when Jesus struck him down that day on the road to Damascus was, Lord, begins with praise, 
And in 2 Timothy, one of the last things Paul will ever say is, I have fought a good fight. It ended with wrestling. I don't think we can get around that. That's why preachers that want to start off easy will never make it because it gets tougher. My life's tougher now with 1,200 than it was with 20. It's more fulfilling now. It's more challenging now. There's more rewards now. When I see how people's lives are being changed at Centralia and here and eventually over at Fairfield, more rewards now. It's more fulfilling now, but it's also more challenging now. My life in Christ begins with praise, and it will end in wrestling. And for me to think anything else, I'm fooling myself. High priest, thank you very much. Give him a round of, a, round of applause. Let Judah go up. Let praise go up. In Psalms 133, where their brethren dwell together in unity, there God commands the blessing. No such thing as being almost in harmony. It's the same deal as somebody being pregnant. Either you are or you ain't. Well, I almost am. No, 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 no. And I don't know anything about music, but all I know is when it sounds good. But I'm telling you, either you got harmony or you ain't. Either you're a saint or you're an ain't. <laughs> no in-between ground here. No in-between ground. I've got six newel posts on my front porch in one area. And did I preach this last Sunday or did I mention this Wednesday? I preached this Sunday. I'm going to say it again. I don't care. <laughs> you don't remember the points anyway, so I'll just give them all to you again. <laughs> And on them six newel posts, I've got different letters out there on each one of them to remind me what I need to be praying for. And on that first newel post is the letter W, which is worship. And the next one is E, which is evangelism. And on the third one is C, Christian education. And on the fourth one is another C, community. And on the fifth one is an S, stewardship. And on the last one is another S, service. Every person in this church can get something going on for the sake of the gospel in one of those six areas. Every one of you can. And on the, on the form of evangelism, I, I dare say Orchardville Church has made that easier than any church I have ever been a part of by the CD ministry. Everybody can hand out a CD. Everybody can do that. Now, let me give you a real quick. Who's got a CD on them? Somebody got a CD? Give me a CD. Let me give you a real quick on how you don't do it. You don't go up to Rachel and say, you wouldn't want one of these, would you? Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. You say, have you received one of these? Here's the thing. People are prone to say no no matter what you ask them. So now she's saying no and still receiving a CD. Thank you very much. That's how that works. Everybody, 
Everybody can get involved in evangelism in this church. Not everybody's going to be part of the Christian education as far as teaching a class somewhere, but you can still be a part of what's going on here. Not everybody is going to be, say, in a music ministry, but everybody can worship God. Preachers are notorious at this. They preach sermons about worshiping God, and then they sit there like a knot on a log. If you don't believe that, you've never been to a preacher meeting before. Preacher's meetings can be the deadest thing on the planet. It's true. I can make fun of them because I are one. <clears throat> Let's be in unity. You know why? Because we have a common goal. This church exists for those that are, no long, are not even a part of what's going on here. This church exists for people that's never even been saved. This church exists. I mean, I heard some good reports the other day or yesterday at Fairfield to where people were showing up from Nashville, Illinois, that go to that, that attend the Centralia branch to show up over at Fairfield to help with what's going on there. And stopping in at Marathon or wherever and asking, hey, uh, where's, the, uh, where's the Orchardville church at? And, the, and the, the teller's saying, you mean the one at Orchardville or the new one that's coming here to Fairfield? See, they already know. That's good. That's good. We share a common goal. That's why I don't spend my time slamming people. I just don't do it. I don't do it. I don't spend my time slamming other preachers. I don't spend my time slamming other churches. I don't do it. If I'm going to slam somebody, it's going to be the devil is who I'm going to slam. We have a common destination. One of these days, we will see his face. We will see his hands. We will see his feet. I'm telling you, we cannot be defeated at Orchardville Church from without, but something that can happen within, sorry to say, can be a germ that will start infecting people, and it's disunity. Thank you very much. So use your tongue to promote unity within this church. Church, let's be in unity because we've got the same Father. Five people in this planet have Jackie Dean Shell as their dad. Five. And I don't always agree with what my brother and my three sisters do, especially my sisters, but... Uh, The only brother and only three sisters I've got. And you know what I don't do? I don't spend my time speaking against them. I don't do it. I don't do it. I'm not going to do it. We have the same father, and there's a common bond there, and I'm not going to do it. Thanks for all those amens. We have the same enemy. If you've got to call someone a liar, don't be calling some Bible-believing preacher a liar. Call the devil a liar. He's the liar. Here, I've been singing lately. Here, I'm going to sing another song. Those that know this song, will you help me out? Because I don't even know how it goes, but I think I kind of do. <laughs> how many are familiar with the song, Oh, Be Careful, Little Tongue? You know that one? You know that one? Two hands, I want you to sing real big and help me out here. Gee. 
How does that start? <laughs> oh, be careful. How's it go? Oh, be careful, little. No, just the tongue part. All right, come up here. You and you three, come on up here and help me out. Come on. Just the tongue part. Oh, be careful, little tongue. Oh, be careful, little tongue. Okay, here we go. Right. Help me out. All right, just the, oh, be careful, little tongue. You, you start in, and then I'll join in with you. Mm. Careful, little tongue, what you say. Oh, be careful, little tongue, what you say. For the Father up above, he is listening down in love. Oh, be careful, little tongue, what you say. Very good. There were six cities of refuge in Israel, and you had to be able to get there within a half day's journey of anywhere you lived in Israel. So they were strategically placed by the hand of God throughout all of ancient Israel. That way, if you had killed someone accidentally, and yet the avenger of blood, maybe the guy's brother that was still living, he had the legal right to try to hunt you down and kill you before you made it to a city of refuge. But it was your job to get there. And if you got to the city of refuge, you was safe as long as the high priest lived. Don't you know when you got there, you was watching after the, hey, now, don't you, hey, no, that's, that's too much salt. You may not want to. You, you was safe as long as he was alive. Let me give you scripture in Hebrews. But this man meaning Jesus, because he continues forever as an unchangeable priesthood. Now watch the, how this progresses. Where he is able to save them to the uttermost that comes to God, seeing he forever lives. Now I like that part. It ain't like I'm safe until the high priest dies my high priest forever lives. What that says right there. He forever lives to make intercession for them. Thank God. That's the kind of high priest that's in the new covenant. I need the high priest of the new covenant to come in if he is so inclined. In Mark chapter 5, the Bible tells us the story of the woman with the infirmity issue that she has. And the Bible says that she presses through the crowd and that there are not just hundreds, there are thousands of people there. And if she presses through the crowd and if she does what she, the Bible tells, tells us what she does, and it says she touches the hem of his garment. Friend, that don't mean she was touching his Hager slacks. No. And it don't even mean she was touching this right here, this white tunic. Because that don't mean nothing. That didn't mean nothing to her. 
When it says she reaches out and she touched the hem of his garment, she was grabbing this. This is the seat seat. It's also called in the Greek, raspadon. It's a series of beads and coils and wraps, and each one was a letter, and it spelled out the name of God. And on this one, it would have had the Word of God. And on the other, it would have had the Word of God. And on the fourth one, it would have had the Word of God. This woman is reaching out, and she was grabbing a hold of the Word of God. That was what she was doing in reaching out and touching the hem of his garment. She was saying, I can be healed and I can be healed today because I'm grabbing the word of God. It's all I've got going for me. She had suffered many things all of those years and had not been made whole, but she reached out, touched the word of God. There are people here this day, today, you're in a corner. You've been painted into a corner. And the only thing that you have got going for you is that you can grab a hold of the Word of God. I've seen people trying to give comfort to someone else, and all they can talk about is the weather. And I've thought, that's all the world's got to give somebody. That's all they've got. See them talking about the weather. When we can grab a hold of the Word of God, she reached out. And she grabbed the word of God. And the Bible says immediately, immediately she was healed. Immediately. And Jesus said, my virtue has went out from me. Somebody has touched, touched me. And, and, and the disciples, what? What do you mean there's thousands of people? No, somebody has got a hold of what they needed. When, she, when, she, when he said somebody has touched me, that's right. Because he is the word of God. He is the word of God. And she grabbed a hold of that for dear life, and God done something remarkable in her life. There are people here this day, you need Jesus as Savior in your life. This great high priest that the Old Testament have, according to the book of Hebrews, our high priest is far better. Far better. We have a far better covenant. We have a far better high priest. And thank God for his love and concern for us, and he ever lives, forever lives, to make intercession for us. Thank you. I want you to... <clears throat> I want to thank Joe and also uh, John Culpepper. He's been doing something similar over at uh, Centralia Branch. Uh, I'm not the easiest guy to work with. I think of things right at the last minute and they, yeah, all that kind of stuff. But uh, I am thankful for all the help that I've received. Also for mom doing such a great job on both those outfits. That's great. Just as assuredly as that woman reached out 2,000 years ago and grabbed the word of God and was changed, you can do that today. The Bible says, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Whosoever. Whosoever. Well, I've not been a good guy. That ain't what the Bible talks about. Well, I've never paid tithe. That's not what the Bible talks about. Well, I've never been a church-going man. That's not what the Bible talks about. Whosoever shall call shall be saved. That's what the Bible talks about. Thank God. Thank God. 
I've got a lot of faults, but I'm telling you, that's not one of them. I major on people being born again. That's what we're about here. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And I want you to do that today. If you've got sickness in your body and you need to reach out to Jesus and touch the word of God, I want you to do that. He is our healer. He's the only, again, when you're backed in a corner and there's nothing else you can do but trust in him, that's what we've got to do. Let's all stand. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Lord, I ask and pray now as people have heard your word and the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I am believing, Lord, that faith is being built in hearts of people here today. Faith to be saved. Faith, Lord God, to trust you for healing. Faith, God, to trust you, Lord, to get people out of depression. Faith, Lord God, to overcome fear. Faith, oh God, to overcome turmoil and strife. Whatever it is, Lord God, that you would move the hearts of the people here this day toward you and just as surely as the woman reached out and touched the hem of his garment and touched that seat seat the very word of God I am believing that people will do that today in faith they will reach out to you in Jesus name amen come on right now if you're here this morning you need Jesus, and the, your, your heart is beating fast, and you know it, and you know that I've never said yes to Christ, and Jesus died for my sin. I know I should do that. You need to come today. Come on right now. She sings this beautiful song. Come on right now.
It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677. I saw Jesus